Hey guys, Paul Counts here. Today we are talking about the online business model called dropshipping. So dropshipping is a business model where you're selling physical products, so physical goods, things like, you know, it could be pet products, it could be chairs, it could be office furniture, it could be kitchen gadgets, whatever the case is, that is what dropshipping is. So it's where you're selling products for a profit online with your own store. Now you've probably shopped at many retailers online that actually are doing drop shipping and probably didn't even realize it. And one of the coolest things is, is that not everybody online shops at Amazon. Even though Amazon is a great big giant website, not everybody likes to shop there, not everybody actually shops there. And oftentimes people can find better deals or they just like to shop at other places. So there's a really great opportunity here to actually run an entire home-based business from your home, from your laptop, from wherever you want to be, from your hotel room. You can run it all from a laptop and oftentimes from your mobile phone as well. That's the beauty of the dropshipping business model. That's what we're talking about today. So just in a nutshell, here's what dropshipping is. So dropshipping is basically, this is how you spell it, so drop shipping. So it's where, the reason it gets its name is because products are going to come in you're going to be purchasing products from a wholesaler and then they're going to ship them directly to your customers. So that's what drop shipping is. So it's different from some e-commerce models where you're having to buy inventory in bulk. Now one, there's a couple, you know, positives and negatives of, of drop shipping. Probably one of the biggest negatives is that your margins on your products are not going to be the best. Whereas if you were to buy them in bulk, obviously if you're buying in wholesale bulk quantities, your prices are going to go way down, so your cost of goods and then your profit's going to go up. Because at the end of the day, your profit margin is the difference between what you buy the products for from the supplier and then what you sell them for on your website. So as long as you have profit margin, you're going to come out ahead. And so this is where, you know, drop shipping, the you know, it's got, again, like I said, the cons, there's cons to it and there's also great things. Probably the best part of it though is that you can sell a whole lot more products. If you're going to do the inventorying process, you have to have a warehouse to, to put the products, you have to be managing the shipping of the products, you have to pay people to ship the products, you end up having to incur all these extra costs for shipping, shipping supplies, all these other logistics. And so at the end of the day, your profit margin may actually end up the same as if you just stuck with drop shipping. And so that's why I like it because it gives me that lifestyle freedom. It's a great business model to choose from and I've had some great success with drop shipping. And so that's what we're here to tell you about. So again, drop shipping, first step is you have your product that you're going to buy. So you got your product here. So there's our product right here in this little box. And so you've got your product and you sell it on your website. So you sell it on your website. We'll put a dollar sign for that. The consumer is shipped the product. So we'll put a little truck here. The product is shipped to your consumer's house. They get their product, they're happy, and that's how the model works. The, the cool thing is, is that you're not having to inventory these products. So over here, you've got your supplier. So you've got your supplier over here. So this is the person you buy the products from. So you're listing your products for sale. And so, you know, you take products from your supplier, you list them on your website, and then the consumer buys their product, it gets shipped to them, they're happy, you're happy because you got paid. So let's lay this down in a little more, you know, even simpler than this. Let's actually take it step by step and let me explain to you guys a little bit more here about how this model works. So let's just use some hypothetical numbers here for drop shipping. So let's just say that for 
uh, let's say that you've got an item and let's say we're selling a pet feeder let's say and let's say this pet feeder is $30 so your cost is $30 to purchase this pet feeder from your supplier so if you're gonna pay $30 for this pet feeder let's say your markup on that is $25 so you're gonna mark it up $25 on your store that markup in means you're gonna sell that product for $55 so $55 so there's the markup there on that product so you've got a $55 for this particular pet feeder if somebody buys that pet feeder you're gonna actually place an order on the suppliers website so you're gonna to go to your suppliers website or you're gonna email them and place your order and you're gonna pay them $30 the difference is between the 55 and the cost of the good so your revenue generated is $55 the difference of the $30 product you bought that is your gross profit so your gross profits $25 on that sale now there's still some other factors that go into play here though because there are shipping costs now sometimes you could do a flat rate shipping option we'll talk about those as we go along here but you could price your products maybe with the flat rate shipping of $9.95 that seems to be a pretty safe bet because at least you're gonna get a little bit of that money back but you're not giving away everything because shipping costs have gone up and again you're not Amazon you don't have all those logistics so and you're not trying to be Amazon either because you're just you're not going to beat them so you need to be very niche specific too as we'll get into uh, further on with this drop shipping training so right there that's your gross margin is $25 so again just to reiterate here your product that you want to sell let's say it's a pet feeder $30 is what you're going to buy it for so you know that's your product you do some some research on these kind of pet feeders you look at the brand name you look at other relevant websites your competition which is super important to do with any business you know is to actually look at your competition and what they're doing and then you're gonna go in and say okay I, I think I can sell it for $55 so then you have a $25 markup you go to the supplier you buy it from them your difference is $25 now the other factors to consider though your processing fees so your credit card processing fees which are usually about two and a half percent and we'll talk about those later on here so you got your processing fees and then shipping. So let's say shipping is you know two and a half percent of that. So ten percent would be five fifty off of that, and then so it'd be about a buck seventy or so for processing fees. So let's say it's about a dollar seventy-five. One seventy-five. And that means your credit card processor. So that's what that's gonna be. And then your shipping cost, let's say it costs ten dollars to ship this product so let's just keep it easy ten dollars for shipping okay so then you factor that in that's 11.75 off your 25 dollars and so then your actual gross profit on that product or net profit excuse me is going to end up being about 14 dollars or so in that range so you're looking at 14 dollars every time this pet feeder sells now you might be saying you know why should i choose you know this particular business model as opposed to some other ones where you know like info products where you can actually sell and make a higher profit margin and really the reason behind that is bulk quantity right and also the fact that some people view physical products in a different light as info products I love info products I think they're phenomenal in fact that's what I'm doing right now is an info product and it's a business model that I'll continue to do because it is very high profitable but there's a whole lot more 
you know, a lot of interest in pet products as well. So I can actually target, you know, people that have pets. And again, most of the time people aren't just going to buy one product. They might buy multiple products. And so at that point, your margins are going to keep going up. You're going to make more money per transaction. But this is just a rough overview. Um, so again, just to kind of put it back in perspective again, you buy the, you find a supplier online. We'll talk about how to find a supplier. You find your suppliers. Then you go out, you do your markup. Then once you're out there and you place your order, people go on your website and purchase, you go out and you say, okay, that's my difference, which is my gross profit. You factor in your credit card processing fees, so PayPal, your credit card merchant account, and then your shipping charges, and then that leaves you with your profit. So you know, every time this particular pet feeder sells, I'm making $15. You do not have to inventory any of these products. You're actually uploading them onto your e-commerce store. So it's a really cool system. We're gonna talk about several of these methods. We're gonna talk about you know, how to find a niche, how to identify the niche market, where to actually get your inventory. Once we touch on that, we'll go over who to process your payments from and what store should you actually, what platform should you use to host your store. And then we'll go into a couple of quick traffic methods. So we got a lot of cool stuff ahead when it comes to drop shipping, and I'll see you guys in the next video. Hey guys, and we're back. In this video, we're going to be talking about what products to actually sell within your e-commerce store. So we're going to talk about identifying that niche market. Now we talked about earlier pet feeder. I can tell you right now, pet products are a very popular item that many people want to buy online. So we're talking the collars, the leashes, the training devices, the pet feeders. There's a lot of cool electronic gadgets coming out. One thing I want to encourage you though when it comes to choosing your niche is I want you to be very niche specific. One of the biggest mistakes I've made with e-commerce is I went in and I thought I'm going to compete with Petco, right? So I put in all my effort into ranking for the phrase pet supplies, which actually generated a lot of traffic. We actually ended up getting a first page ranking for a little while, but we found that even with all this new traffic, people weren't really buying. But when you go back to really a core focus, like one of my e-commerce sites was focused on technology, you know, pet technology. So it's pet tech products. And we very, we're very specific. We only focus on dogs and cats primarily. We didn't have all the other uh, feeders out there like birds and ferrets. We didn't get in all those. We were very, very specific. And that made such a big difference. And so I would encourage you, if you are going to go in a niche like pets or the survival space, whatever space you go into that you're very niche specific um, to that. So like if, if you want to go in and say, well, I want to sell office supplies. Well, that's great, but that is, you know, not very specific. But if you say, I want to do drop shipping for office chairs or lighting in an office or a certain, you know, another kind of thing, you know, seating or some other category within the office space, then I would encourage that. So, you know, that is, that's also, you know, what I want to just encourage you guys is be very niche specific. So look at things that interest you for one. So the first part is look at things that interest you when it comes to your niche. So I'm going to write up here niche. And then number one is, oops. All right, let's redo that one there. So number one, interest. So what interests you? What kind of products do you purchase right now on the internet? What kind of products interest you when you go out to the store? Look at those types of things to determine, you know, if it's something you want to sell. Another thing is look at, you know, what's popular in the media. So popular. So what's popular out there? You've got, you know, commercials that are playing. You've got celebrities, you know, wearing certain kinds of makeup. You've got all kinds of fad diets. You've got different, um, like the survival niche is very, very big right now. It's a big, you know, a lot of things. There's preppers. There's a whole TV show about it. So look at what's popular in the media to get some additional ideas.
Also look at Amazon bestsellers. That's another way. So use Amazon. Again, we're not saying that you're going to be the next Amazon. We're just saying leverage them to see what is popular out there. Bestsellers would be another way. So Amazon bestsellers. Another really good idea, number four, is the yellow pages. So yellow pages or Yelp is another good spot. So that would be going out to your local online directories or yellow pages if you still get a phone book and flipping through the different business categories. Look at the types of stores out there, look at what's selling, and then see if that triggers something for you as an idea for products you want to carry. So that's the first thing. These are just some very basic steps for saying, okay, this is the niche market that I want to be in. You know, so first step, find your interest. Number two, see what's popular. Number three, look at Amazon bestsellers and browse through their categories. And number four is Yellow Pages or Yelp. So look at what kind of local businesses are out there, look at what kind of products they're selling, and look to see how you can serve uh, that marketplace. So this is all about identifying your niche market. Once you identify that niche market, let's get into sourcing your products. So let's go here to sourcing the products. So the next thing we want to do here is once we've identified the niche market we want to go after, we want to source the products. So the first step in that process, so I'm going to put up here sourcing, so that again, product sourcing, that's where you find your products. Probably one of the most important parts that's going to dictate if you're going to be a success or failure with your dropshipping business. Because ultimately, you need to have good products that you can sell. So to get those products, here's one of the first things you can do, is a simple Google search. So identify the products that you really like, and then search for the manufacturer. So Google search for the manufacturers. So Google search the manufacturers. So let's say, for example, a popular pet product that I was selling a lot of uh, back in the day was a pet feeder called the Ergo Pet Feeder. And I saw that advertised on many of the popular pet websites as well the niche pet sites, actually Amazon as well. So I knew it was a popular product that people really liked. So I did a search online for Ergo, for Ergo, which was the name of the pet feeder at that time. And I found their company name and I was able to call them and say, do you guys do drop shipping? And it turns out they did. But oftentimes a manufacturer doesn't always do drop shipping. A lot of times they will say, you know, one of two things. They're either going to say, well, yes, I drop ship, or they're going to say, no, most of the time it's going to be no, and they're going to say, but I might have a wholesale uh, supplier. So you could find out if they have a wholesale distributor that buys in bulk straight from them, and then that resells their products to resellers, because there's a lot of people that do that. So if the first answer is no, they don't drop ship, don't give up. Just ask them if they have a wholesale distributor. So that's the key word up here, wholesale distributor that drop ships because sometimes a lot of these manufacturers will sell in bulk to somebody that maybe has a warehouse, a big warehouse, and then they will ship it out from there, uh, your particular product. So just be very specific uh, when it comes to that. So look, you're looking for you know wholesale distributor that would drop ship. And so the easiest thing to do is browse the website. So find the products you're interested in, go into the stores of the products you're interested in, and make notes, take little pictures of them, um, whatever it takes when you're in the store to get an idea of what popular brands are selling, what brands you buy, what brands are in your house. If, if that's a niche you're going after, something you're interested in, 
but just look for the brand names that are selling and selling a lot of. So once you identify that niche, browse on Amazon, browse on other websites in your niche market and see the brand names. Most of the time they use the brand names because that's a smart thing to do when it comes to SEO because people identify with brands. Now I'm not saying you're going to go out and you want to start carrying like uh, you know Johnson & Johnson products and other very large brand names, although those are great products, you're not going to have the best margins drop shipping those for one. Uh, number two, you know, a lot of people are going to end up going to the bigger box stores to get those kind of products. You're looking for those kind of niche brands within the niche market you're going after, kind of like Ergo, right? Ergo is not a, a brand that you see advertised on TV all the time, but they happen to manufacture pet feeders. So that is an idea. So there's another, you know, really popular, uh, you know, products out there. There's the, you know, Ergo, Ergo Pet Feeder. There's the Pets, Pet Safe, uh, Pet Mate. Uh, PetSafe is actually a brand that sells in Petco, so it's very popular in the pet space, but they don't do commercials all the time. You don't see their ads on the Super Bowl. So there's little you know, niche markets like that within the sub-niches and look for those categories. So search, that's the first thing. Google search for manufacturers, find their phone number, and call them. Easy as that. Or send an email. Another thing is to do a Google search for your niche plus drop shipping in quotes. So when you do your Google search, do um, niche names, so it could be pets, it could be golf, it could be dogs, plus, and then do the plus sign, and then drop shipping in quotes. The reason you wanna do that is you wanna identify only websites, that, the only websites Google's gonna pull back for you are websites that do actual drop shipping in that particular niche. And then you're going to be able to come across manufacturers that you can talk to that you can start talking pricing arrangements with and work on getting your e-commerce store set up and going. So in the next video here, we've talked a little bit about the niche. We've talked a little bit about sourcing the products. It really is as simple as I just explained it. It's a matter of just going out there and making it happen. But ultimately, it's super, super simple. In the next video, we'll talk about what particular things you need to have in order for your business in order to get a reseller's permit so you can start talking to the manufacturers and set up the accounts. After that, we'll go into what platform to set your store up on, how to upload your products, and then we'll go from there into how to get a little bit of traffic going uh, to your new dropshipping website. And it's really as simple as that. It's not a complicated matter, it's just a matter of doing something and taking action on it. And it really is a simple business model. Hey guys, then we're back for another video. So in this video, we're going to be talking about the next steps to getting your dropshipping business off the ground. So one of the things you're going to need in order to get relationships with these suppliers, especially at least the ones you're using here in the United States. Now, if you're in the United Kingdom or other countries, you're going to have different uh, policies there. But most of the time in the United States, when you're actually setting up your own e-commerce store, especially if you're dropshipping and buying in bulk, they're going to want to see what's called a reseller's permit so a reseller's permit and so you're going to need to go to the secretary of state to get that so usually um, you just do a google search for secretary of state and then your state name so for me i'm in the state of washington i would say secretary of state washington state and then i would go out there and follow their requirements to set up a business you want to set up a business and then you're going to want to apply for a reseller's permit so the business application, it ranges uh, by state. Generally, it's gonna be about $100 to $200 for the whole process, and then you'll wanna apply for a reseller's permit. And then once they get that to you, oftentimes you can expedite it by paying a little bit more, but you're looking at maybe a week to two week process. 
But it's good at that point because it gives you a chance to do your research, identify additional products that you could start carrying. But you're going to want to have this in place. Now, I won't say that every single supplier requires it, but most of the reputable ones, the bigger ones, they're going to require that you have this. So I wanted to, I'd be remiss not to share this with you. So you guys definitely need to have this in place. So this is your reseller's permit and you'll need to get a business license. So a business, a business license um, in order to get going. Okay. So there's your business license. That's the basics uh, in order to get the ball moving. Next thing you're going to need though at this point is you're going to want to know your business name. You're going to want to get a domain name and you're going to want to go through the next part of the process. So let's talk about your store's domain name. So now that you guys know you guys need a reseller's permit and you can go to the Secretary of State, we'll talk about getting your website domain. So the best thing to do is look at other, you know, for your website domain, look at other businesses that are out there in your niche. So go out there, look at other online businesses that are similar to yours. So Find the niche markets that interest you, the niche markets you're going after. Look at the stores in those space. You know, so find similar domain names. So similar. Similar URLs. Then the second thing you're going to want to do, look at how they're branding themselves. Look at, you know, GoDaddy and just type in your niche phrase. So if you go to GoDaddy.com, it's a popular place to get your domains. Do a search for your niche. Under a don't do a domain search for just your niche. So it could be dog supplies, dog products, those kind of things. And see what kind of things pop up when you do that. You never know what kind of uh, domain names might be available, which ones are they're going to suggest to you because they do a lot of suggestions. That's actually a really good way to go. Um, the other option is there's a site out there called name.com, and they have a lot of search features as well. So they have some search features on their website, especially in the bottom left corner. They've got a, a really cool search feature that allows you to find uh, niche markets that are domain names that are expiring. So find expiring domains. And I actually used this tool, the name.com, and found a really good expiring domain and that actually propelled me into a niche market that I went into. So I wasn't even really looking at this niche until I found this really cool domain. So I, you could actually start here for your niche research if you really wanted to and just go to name.com and look for their expiring domains or do a Google search for expiring domains and, and look for the different names that come up for different possible niche markets. So if you're in the makeup space, you can type in makeup and see what kind of expiring domains are related to makeup. To identify a domain, a lot of times with an expiring domain, you can get it for about the same price of a brand new domain. So an expiring domain is one that is just not going to be renewed and it's just going to come back online. So that's what an expiring domain name is. So you have to have the domain name. You need to get your business license, your reseller's permit in place so that you can start selling. Once you have your domain, you're going to want to need a logo. So you're going to need a logo design. So I actually found somebody on Fiverr. Most of us know about Fiverr. For it, obviously they do gigs for five dollars. For five dollars, he would have built a great uh, logo for me. I paid him a little bit more because I wanted it done quickly, so I, I upgraded that. But for about five to ten dollars, you can get a really fancy looking logo for your business. So Fiverr.com. So for you know it's going to cost you about five dollars, but just do a simple search on Fiverr for logo design. And when you do this, be prepared to have other logos or other links to other websites in your space so they can get an idea. 
or maybe you already have an idea of what color scheme you want to go with. Look at the color scheme within your niche market. You don't want to duplicate the big players in your niche. Obviously, you don't want to say, I want my logo to look like theirs. But if you give them a rough idea, they can see other, um, you know, other websites within that space. And I feel a professional logo actually goes a long way. You could launch without one. It's completely possible. But I actually had one design. I used to be a believer that, you know, just get it out there. And I still feel that way because ultimately you don't make anything unless you have buy now buttons online. That's plain and simple. So you're never going to make a dime unless you put something out on the internet. But what I, I found is that when you design a logo, it, it takes very minimal time to go to Fiverr type in logos and find somebody for five to ten dollars to do a logo it really sets you apart and it looks really really nice so I would encourage you to do that so get a logo design it's gonna be super simple um, you could pay for little upgrades like get a you want to get a transparent logo to me that's really important so it's worth the extra five bucks or ten bucks that they charge you for that uh, because that way you can use that design on just about anything so transparent logo is what you want to look for so at this, again at this point you got your resellers permit business license domain and now um, you've got your logo design going and I feel a logo is really important so in the next video let's talk about who you're going to host your store with and then how to get your merchant account so you can actually accept payments then we'll go into how to actually add you know the process for getting products on your sites with search engine friendly and then how to launch your store to the web so we're just about there to getting you going with your first e-commerce business. It really is as simple as I'm making it sound. It's all about just doing it and taking action. Hey guys, and we're back. So we are talking about right now e-commerce software and merchant accounts. So this is part of the drop shipping business model. We've already touched on the domain name, how to get your logo, your reseller's permit through the Secretary of State, how to identify the niche markets, the simple strategies I use to find products to store, you know, to source in my um, on my web store and then you know going through the e-commerce software so this is going to be the next step so you got to have software you have to have a technology that's going to allow you to upload products and get them up on the internet so there's a couple of solutions for that and I'm going to give you both the free options and the paid options and give you the pros and cons to each so uh, the first software that you're going to look at that I personally like is big commerce big commerce so um, there's two M's in there so big commerce so they've been around for a while big commerce has um, they're actually an out-of-the-box solution they actually allow you to scale with your growth so by saying scale with your growth it means they're not going to get you in and say it's going to cost you two to three hundred dollars per month right out of the box right you might chart start paying $29.95 you might get your first 30 days free it varies by their promotions that they do but generally you're looking at about $30 a month, which is very inexpensive considering they have the whole store set up for you. It's search engine optimized out of the box, so there's a less thought process you have to do for the marketing side. They have a lot, everything pretty much integrated that you need. It syncs up perfectly with payment gateways. You've got your SSL certificate, so it makes processing easier. They're respected by the merchant account providers, so there's a lot less headache there. I find them to be very, very valuable to me because out of the box, I like out-of-the-box solutions, and to me, $30 a month is actually nothing, you know, for a business. Many of you, if you've owned a brick-and-mortar business, you know, you're looking at thousands of dollars a month in overhead. But to have a technology that hosts your store, and it does the hosting for you and everything, for $30 a month, it's very inexpensive. So I like big commerce for that reason. I also like the fact that, not just because they're inexpensive, but because they're very professional, they know what they're doing, they've been around this space for another one, for a while. Another big one out there is Shopify. 
and I believe they start pretty inexpensive. I haven't honestly used them. I've used BigCommerce and had better success with them. Um, Shopify, they're actually pretty popular. Um, the one, they're very popular. The one downside with them is it can add up very quickly because they have a lot of add-ons. Now, BigCommerce has add-ons as well. I do like some of their templates out of the box. They have some pretty nice looking templates that are either inexpensive or free. So they have some really good templates. Uh, Shopify does as well, but they have a lot of other additional add-ons. I think they start at like $10 for a very basic store per month. So they start really low, uh, but you could end up paying two, three hundred, four hundred a month if you're not careful with all the different analytics tools. So just something to keep in mind. I'm not saying they're bad or anything. They're actually a good um, place to look into for setting up your e-commerce store. But any of these, they're going to integrate with GoDaddy and allow you to get your domain there. And it's really a seamless process. So I like these two a lot. I would recommend you go with one of these because it's going to be way easier for you. Another option that you can go with that's been around and there's thousands of stores running on it is actually WooCommerce. And another reason I like this one is all you need is a current web host provider. But you're going to want to have one that has an SS. So you're going to want to have either your own server or you're going to want to pay, like if you go with HostGator or Bluehost, you're going to want to make sure you have SSL. So that stands for, you know, it's a secure, it's a way, secure way to process and protect transaction and transactional information. If you don't have that, merchant account providers aren't going to do business with you. Even some of the suppliers may not do business with you. So you want to make sure that you have a good SSL. And if you're wondering what that is, just call your hosting company. I'm here to tell you guys what you're going to want to have in place, uh, but your each hosting company is going to be different what they charge or what account to get. But I think the business plan at HostGator will have that, and that's like $12 a month. But you, if you already have web hosting with them and you already have an SSL and you're familiar with WordPress, you could use WooCommerce because WooCommerce actually integrates with WordPress. And it's very simple to set up a store with WooCommerce. I actually find it to be... A simple way to go and I actually like that. I think it's a really good um, system. So WooCommerce is another good option for you. It allows you to get a very simple store. There are a lot of themes. There's a lot of plugins that are free. That's a big positive and then you're not paying monthly for the shopping carts. So that's actually another very big positive and you're not paying per transaction. With some of these bigger providers, especially BigCommerce, they do charge like a very minimal percent uh, per transaction. To me, I still think it's worthwhile because ultimately they know what they're doing and you know they've been in the e-commerce space, they're the experts, and I, I would rather like having, I like having that peace of mind. So that's just me. Uh, but WooCommerce is also a really good solution. Another one that's kind of decreasing in popularity, but it was around a while when a lot of people were starting out was called OS Commerce. So OS Commerce is another one. And it's one of those, you know, out-of-the-box solutions, but you need to be more technical savvy to use that one. It used to be kind of the go-to source. It's kind of fading out, but it's still a good option. There's a lot of plugins. It's an open source shopping cart uh, solution. But I personally would go in this order. This is my preference. Uh, but you can decide. I mean, a lot of people debate. They love Shopify. Um, you know, some people love WooCommerce. So I would go with one of these three, or you could look at OS Commerce. It's another free um, off option as well. Uh, but if you are gonna, you're gonna need hosting with either of these. So in my opinion, if you're already paying for hosting, you may as well just go with a good provider. So let's talk about your merchant account here um, in just a moment. So here is the merchant account. So we got our e-commerce software covered. Now let's talk about your merchant account. So the merchant account that um, that I recommend. There's a couple options. So these are the people that are gonna do the transactions for you meaning they're going to process credit card payments 
on your website. Obviously you have to have this or you don't have a business. So it's really important that you follow all the steps that we've already talked about in getting your domain and everything set up because it's all geared towards helping you get a merchant account as well. Because they want to verify things. So obviously the first provider and probably the easiest one to start with is going to be PayPal. Another option that you could use through PayPal is called PayPal Pro. Alright, in this video we're talking about merchant accounts. You need to have a merchant account for your dropshipping business because that's how you're going to get paid. If you do not have a merchant account, you're not going to get paid, you're not going to have a business. So we're here to talk about what merchant accounts uh, that I would recommend personally. So we'll start with the simplest on down and then there's a few other ones that you can consider. So one of the first ones is PayPal. PayPal actually is obviously, you know, PayPal is great. They've been around for a long time. They're great for digital products. They're great for services. They're great for physical products. So PayPal is actually a really good way to start. And you want to have trained out more than PayPal when you launch your business because a lot of people when it comes to shopping online, they're used to using an actual credit card. They don't want to be using uh, PayPal. So they're not really used to that all the time. So I would personally recommend that you get PayPal but also offer an alternative because some people don't want to use PayPal and there's some people that can't use PayPal. So I would definitely go with PayPal for starters, at least you can get started. The next option out there is PayPal Pro. So that's actually a service that PayPal provides and it's called PayFlow Pro. So it's another really good option for processing your credit cards. PayPal Pro actually integrates with your PayPal account so you can have PayPal Express Checkout and PayPal Pro on the same store so you can process credit cards like normal. So somebody would go to your website, put in their credit card info, and it's going to process. But all the accounting, all the money is going to go right to your PayPal. And then from there, you could actually transfer it to your bank account, use the PayPal debit card to buy your inventory. It's kind of a cool way to do drop shipping in my opinion. So these are two really good options. PowerPay is another merchant account. I will say with PowerPay, they, they tend to work with uh, sometimes higher risk merchants. They're really easy, pretty simple to get approved with. And they are a merchant account. They integrate with Authorize.net. They've been around a while. The one thing with PowerPay though is your fees are going to be pretty high. So you're looking at you know about a four or a little higher processing fee than what you're going to get with PayPal. I'm not sure the exact percentage, but it just depends on kind of your business's credit history. And sometimes you know it's going to be higher uh, than, than PayPal Pro, for example. To checkout is another great provider. The one thing about to checkout though is the money, unlike these ones where the money gets right to either your PayPal or your bank account, to checkout will actually get you weekly disbursements. You'll get paid once a week on your money. I actually don't like that as much for e-commerce because cash flow is important because you're buying inventory and paying for advertising and different things like that. So to checkout is kind of more of a last resort option, but they do work. And especially for smaller merchants, if you're selling 10 or 15 products, a little boutique online store, that might not be a bad option. And if for whatever reason you can't get approved with PayPal, to checkout actually accepts PayPal and credit cards. So that's definitely an option for you to consider. And then you can also do a basic Google search for merchant accounts to find merchant accounts uh, that you can work with. Now I want to tell you about two other merchant accounts. The first one is called Stripe. So you can do a Google search for Stripe, but Stripe is another easy to get approved for a merchant account that deposits the money straight into your bank account. So it's a way to process credit cards. They integrate with WooCommerce. They integrate with BigCommerce, with Shopify. So Stripe's another really good option. And then a final option here is Braintree. Braintree. 
And the reason I recommend them, they actually are another PayPal company. So they're another PayPal company, but they're operated a little bit different. They do credit cards and, and all that. But the cool thing with Braintree is that if you go with, if you go, for example, with Big Commerce, they actually integrate seamlessly with Braintree. In fact, when you first open your Big Commerce store, in the same application as you get your store going, you could actually apply for Braintree processing, and you're actually instantly approved, uh, barring you know for to do some initial transactions. So that way, you already have a provider in place. Once you get products going in the store you're actually able to start selling right away. And then once you, you know, go through their verification processes, they'll lift any of the limits on your account. But they actually are integrated seamlessly with Big Commerce. So they're right there with Big Commerce just as an idea. Okay? So these are the options for getting your merchant account processing so that these these companies here will process credit cards for you. So the next video let's touch on adding products to your store, and then what it takes to launch your store on the web, some promotional strategies, and then uh, we'll wrap this thing up. Hey guys, we're back, and we're at the final stage of getting our store ready to go. So at this point, you should have followed all the previous steps, which gets you to the point where you're ready to market your store. So here we are, so it's time to launch your store. You've got your products added to the store, which are very straightforward process. It's a matter of copying and pasting the descriptions that they give you uh, from the manufacturer. So most of the time, the manufacturers will give you product descriptions and product images. So I'm gonna talk a little bit about what to do after you've got those all uploaded so that you can market your store properly when you get it launched. So the first part of marketing your store is SEO or search engine optimization. And so that's where you're gonna use title tags that identify your product. So it's gonna be title tags related to the product. So instead of just saying, you know, your store name, so let's say Paul's Pet Products, let's say for example, instead of just calling your store like Paul's Pet Products, you would, you know, for the title tag, you would actually say, you know, keyword phrases like ergo pet feeder, ergo dog feeder, ergo cat feeder. So those are keywords that people would be searching for to find that particular pet feeder. They're going to look for cat feeder. They're going to look for electronic pet feeder. Those are keyword phrases that you want to identify. So to find keywords, we can go out to Google and just do a simple search in Google for the phrase that you're trying to target. So we could type in pet feeders, for example. And if you look at the very bottom of Google, they're actually going to identify additional keywords that people also searched for. So that is one strategy that you can implement for finding good keywords to use in your title tag. We call it the Google suggestion box. And so that's where if you start typing into Google, it's going to say people also searched for this. It'll show up at the bottom or it's going to drop up a little menu there that's going to give you some additional keywords. So um, SEO title tags are great. Another part of SEO is unique content. So remember I was talking about just a little bit ago about how you're copying and pasting the descriptions. So when you get these product descriptions, everybody else that's also selling the same products are actually going to be doing the very same thing. So they're actually going to be copying and pasting the same product description. So this is your chance to enhance your SEO by being unique. So add some comedic relief to those. Maybe add some additional uh, reviews of the product. Maybe find actual reviews that people left on other websites. And you could even reference, you know, people on Amazon said this about this product, or people here said this, or, you know, if you wanted to go that route. Uh, obviously, be careful about copying other content, but, you know, you could say, I saw people online said this about this product, or the can, you know, the consensus review was that. So think of ways to be creative, maybe add comedy to it, maybe um, enhance what the product's going to do. 
One of my favorite examples of doing this was when I first started selling on eBay. I had those little stars, those glow-in-the-dark stars, and I had those, and I put them up on eBay. And I decided for fun to write a little story about those stars. So I talked about how those stars, you know, were going to enhance your child's learning, how they were going to take your kid's knowledge of the solar system to the next level, how their kids are going to be brighter than the other kids because they go to bed looking at these stars. And I actually started selling those products for five times higher than the nearest competition. And I had people asking me where more of those stars were for the exact same stars. It was pretty funny to watch happen. And that right there triggered in my mind how important good copy and sales copy is. So not only does it enhance your, you know, your conversions if you could be unique, and I'm not saying do a whole long sales letter for each product, but maybe do, instead of just taking the paragraph they get you, maybe do two paragraphs and talk about the value of this product. Why is an electronic pet feeder valuable? So you can go away on the weekend you know, and, and not have to worry about feeding your pet. Or so you can, if you get stuck in a traffic jam, your, your dog is not uh, you know, hurting or anything or, or not hungry. So think of ways that you can kind of enhance that. It's going to help your SEO because it's going to make your content unique. That brings me to blogging. Blogging is another great way to get ongoing traffic. So if you're going to use WooCommerce, it's already integrated with WordPress, which is a blog. BigCommerce, I know, for example, also has a blog set up. So you can actually do blogging and you could do articles that we like to call listicles. So those are engaging articles. And a listicle might be the top 10 reasons or top 10 ways to, you know, bathe your pet. Uh, top 10 ways to uh, bathe your, your, dog, your cat effectively. Uh, funny, you know, funny articles, articles that help people do something. So if you're a pet, tra pet website, Tips on training your pet would be awesome. Tips on helping your pet, you know, do, you know, not beg at the table. Let's say a holiday's coming around. You could, you could do a list on the top 10 items to avoid giving your pet around Thanksgiving, you know, because there's certain items that might make a dog or a cat sick. So if you had a pet website, that'd be a beautiful article. If you're in the survival niche, you could do an article about some of the crazy stuff going on in the news that might be applicable to them or something that might scare people into, you know, bank, making sure they're, you know, they're protected. But at the end of each article, always link back into a certain product if you can. And that gets people going on your website. You could even curate content curation. That means go out there on YouTube, find quality videos related to your niche market or funny videos and actually put a listing of those. So you could say, here's the top five funniest cat videos of this week or something and post those out there, put it out on your social media and then people will start sharing that content. And so that's a really good way to get engaging content, get people onto your website, even if they're just landing on your blog. The fact is your blog, especially on BigCommerce, is embedded in your store. You've got your store name up there, you've got your products. People might stick around and start browsing and seeing what kind of products you have. Facebook ads, obviously a great way to go. With Facebook ads, you can target people that have dog owners. You can specifically target people by geographic area. So if you don't want to ship to people in Alaska, you could actually exclude them from your targeting and you could be very specific there. So you can target uh, dog owner groups, groups of you know, people that have cats, cats owners, uh, people that, are, you know, that have liked other cat pages, those types of things. Facebook group, start your own Facebook group, post your engaging content on there. Have your store's Facebook group, but also maybe start a niche-specific Facebook group. So if you're in the, the survival niche, maybe do a whole page all about preppers. It doesn't have to be your brand name, but it could be all about preppers. But since you own the, the, you know, the group, you could actually post whatever you want about your business. Bing ads, so that Bing ads are great because they actually are advertisements, the paid advertisements that you see, so the PPC ads, pay-per-click ads. So every time somebody clicks on the ad, you get charged for it. But the beauty of it is, you're only getting charged for traffic that's very targeted. So 
when you do this, you don't want to just do search, you know, target keyword phrases like dog supplies or survival or office chairs. You want to target very specific, like ergo automatic pet feeder, automatic pet feeders. Very specific brand name searches, very specific keyword uh, phrases is going to be the best result because the longer search string people uh, put in for Bing or even Google AdWords, same thing, the more apt they are to buy, the more buyer, um, you know, the more of a consumer they're likely to be. So uh, Bing ads are ads that show up on Google, or excuse me, on Bing and Yahoo. Google AdWords are the exact same thing as well. Amazon ads, it's actually another way. No, you know, you're, you're probably thinking, why would I actually advertise my e-commerce store on Amazon? And you can actually do a search for Amazon pay-per-click. They actually have pay-per-click ads, and your ad will show up amongst relevant Amazon products. It's just another way Amazon makes money. They look at it as, we can't sell every single product, although they would like to. They have so much traffic, they want to make money on it. So you may actually break even on the products you're selling, because you might not make a profit. But if you get a customer, you could actually offer them additional products down the road. So Amazon ads are something to consider. Google Shopping is going to be a really tremendous way to launch your store to the marketplace. Uh, they have a thing called Merchant Center that allows you to put all your products out there in Google Shopping. Now, if you're looking for a particular product, you've probably have seen exactly what I'm talking about, where you're out there, you're doing a search for automatic pet feeder on, on Google, and up pops you know, a listing of pet feeders amongst with other websites and maybe articles and, other, and videos and things of that nature. But that's because of Merchant Center. It's actually a free way to kind of get your content out there. You can do some paid ads in there as well. They'll do remarketing. So if somebody was on your website and they're out browsing on Google, all of a sudden the shopping listing is going to show up. I've had that happen to me where you're browsing on a website, you don't buy anything, but all of a sudden the advertisements follow me around as I'm on Google doing searches. Google Trusted Stores, they also have that program, so that's a good way to get people to trust you. A good part of marketing is once people trust you, they're willing to pull out their wallets and spend money. So Google Trusted Stores is a part of Google Shopping. Videos is another great way, so video reviews of your products, actually talking about your products, maybe useful tips related to your niche market, putting those out on YouTube. You might not get a big following right away, but just getting a camera out, standing in front of there, kind of like what I'm doing right now, and that's a really tremendous way to kind of grow your following. And then press releases is going to be another phenomenal strategy for getting content out there. So that's where you write an article or a short press release for the news telling them about your new website that's just launching. You kind of you know get the buzz going. You can put it out. There are several websites. There's one called prunderground.com, prunderground.com. For about $39, you can get guaranteed placement in the Google News Network, and it's going to actually get your article uh, blast it out there. So these are just some basic ideas. Obviously consistency is key, so always consistently posting content to your website. And I'm not talking just new products, I'm talking you know unique product descriptions as well, but blogging, engaging content, doing those videos, doing you know getting your products out there in Google Shopping, tweaking your ad campaigns. It's not just one thing. If you do one thing and then you're gonna sit back and say I'm gonna collect all this money, you have to constantly be working. Why do the big companies you know out there pay people pay employees a hundred thousand a year to do their marketing or fifty thousand or seventy five thousand it's because they always need it ongoing it's not a one-off thing now if you do things correctly though you might get some good organic traffic that's coming in but it's going to take a while so just keep that in mind just because you get your store out there and you don't have tons of sales doesn't mean you give up and you know say oh this isn't for me you need to go out there and just be very consistent in what you do so again that wraps it up thanks for following this by the end of this video here you guys at least have some ideas on how to go out there and start your own drop shipping business selling physical products with your own e-commerce store congratulations guys